Like the podcasts that I listen to, they normally take a snippet from the podcast and use that as their intro. Mm. And it's like someone goes, and then I kicked him down the stairs and then it cuts to the advert and I'm like, I can't wait to hear what was going on in this podcast now. <laughs> Just click, I've started recording on my phone. Oh, you've probably just stopped it, if anything. No, I've not touched it. Has it got the square in there? Yeah. Okay. Five seconds in, we're recording on this camera. Right, okay. Is the big camera on as well? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to keep all of this in. I mean, you're welcome to. <laughs> I love keeping all the crap bits in. I think it's way more interesting. <laughs> so, do you do a, a cl- oh, you might as well just bloody do yeah, it. Yeah, so we basically do like three, two, one. Oh, like that, that was fun. We need to get a board. Yeah, yeah. That's what we do for the podcast. We both sit there in our bedrooms and go. Oh yeah, I've been honest. I always smash my hand way too hard. Four, three, and then a. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is Wainsworth. We should have filmed that. I mean, I don't have a standard intro either. Like, I just get get cracking. Okay. And then we just go right. I I guess we're cracking, and then it's way more fun. Like the podcasts that I listen to, they normally take a snippet from the podcast and use that as their intro. Mm. And it's like someone goes, and then I kicked him down the stairs. And then it cuts to the advert. And I'm like, I can't wait to hear what was going on in this podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> so we could be like, and then a van hit me. And then go. And then we'll talk about it. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's fine. But we'll just crack on. So I'm joined today by Liam from the back roads. We've got his 944 at Coffees and Cars after two years of him trying and three months of me asking. Yes. Um, <laughs> but this car has effectively coined Charity Corner with Luden Classic. <laughs> it is the birth of Charity Corner, that's for sure. It's where the Renault currently is. It's where the 86 got its coilovers done. It's what has currently been residing there for two years, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's definitely kind of claimed that corner, even with all the parts that are still there. But... Um, yeah, it, it was sort of a case that we bought the car and it immediately broke. So it immediately went to Luke's on the back of the yeah, flatbed yeah. and it never returned for two years. God. So, um, but she's she's on the road. She's got an MOT. Yes. She her lights work. They pop up. They do. The wipers are currently zip tied on, which is great. Yeah, they broke this morning. <laughs> so, go through the the history of the car, and if you feel comfortable, the car that previous predecessor to this yeah car. I mean I, I'm, I'm more than happy to speak about that these Fantastic. days um, so essentially I bought the car in 2019 uh, bought it for 4,600 pounds from a chap that lives on the coast I believe it was actually around Cornwall so it was quite a drive to go and get it um, he essentially basically wanted to sell the car because he couldn't give it the attention it deserved it hadn't driven for two years because he was looking after his dad um, so it was kind of time for him to move that on but the interesting thing is that although that's done 149,000 miles, it's only done 4,000 of them in the last 20 years since 2004. I didn't so know that. It's, uh, it's not actually done much this, this sort of century, really. It's yeah. quite weird to since say. Jared was born, this car has done 4,000 miles. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that puts it into perspective. So yeah, basically, this has done only 4,000 miles since Jared was born. Jared's now. probably walked more than 4,000 miles in the last 20 years. I mean, I hope so. Like, so he's walked further than that car has driven. <laughs> driven in the last 20 years. Um, so bought it as sort of a little project. Um, we drove it back from Cornwall. 
Um, it broke right before the Dartford Bridge. Perfect. Completely cut out. Um, turns out that to be a sensor at the bank. I think it was the crank sensor at the rear. Okay. That uh, basically became loose and like nothing had clips on them. It was oh, all just. So it's loose. not like you could just pop it in and off yeah, and go. Yeah. So you needed more of your save the hero bands in the car. You could just wrap yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet I guarantee that is probably from like 2004. That's been all. Yeah, that's save. We found actually this morning we found a save the vultures like charity band Thyroid UK <laughs> yeah <laughs> holding the windscreen kind of gives off. you a bit of all that, that's all you need for the history of the car really save yes. the vultures and Thyroid UK on some rubber bands and you already know what that's you're what's holding with. the car together <laughs> <laughs> that's the history of that night so um, yeah no I bought it as a bit of a project I kind of knew I was getting into the project when I bought it um, but did that, Luke know this um, yes <laughs> he was aware of what was wrong with it but we didn't quite realise to the extent of really how much love it needed. Yeah. Um, because I kind of, the guy had been driving it around. So if you're driving a car, normally it means that majority of the parts are, are okay and, and, and functioning. But I mean, it, it's just been, you find one thing and another three things take its place yeah. as soon as you fix it. So, I mean, the first thing that we did was um, we did the timing belts and by we, I mean, Jonas, yep. because I'm not touching timing belts at all. I got him to um, my brakes because I'm not touching brakes. I mean, brakes I can do now. The lines, I mean. Oh, okay, the lines, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. If it's brake fluid, not touching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could do all the pumping, yeah. Yeah. all the bleeding. Um, so that was the first thing that happened and the water pump was done with that as well. So brand new water pump, brand new timing belts. Uh, then we did the clutch master and slave cylinder, so it now changes gear which is good. Um, we did think it actually needed a new clutch, but this is where it gets a little bit confusing. So the clutch is really weird because it feels like it's a brand new clutch, but it doesn't act like it's a brand new clutch. Oh, that is really weird. So, you know, the, the biting point is like an inch off the floor. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you literally just need to tap. And then you're off. You're yeah. off, you're, go, you're on your way. Which is great if you're going to stop start traffic because all you have to do is just, yeah, yeah. you know, it's nothing. But it just felt really weird the way that the gearbox was, was, um, was acting. So we've changed gearbox oil, we've changed all of the clutch master and slave cylinder, and it does change gear nicely now. Um, gear linkage is gone, pretty much. It's literally, you can tap it and it'll go in the middle, which is quite fun. What else is wrong? There's a whirring from when you depress the clutch. So clearly there's some bearings that are on the way out. Uh, and the torque tube bearings are on the way out as well. So it, these all sound like really easy jobs. Yes, Jonas was very <laughs> happy when he found out to do a clutch. You need to take the entire gearbox and assembly out. I'm sure he'd love that. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's the problem is with these 944s is that for years they just weren't loved because they were a poor man's Porsche. Yeah. They weren't the, the 911, you know, they weren't the 911 Turbo or the 964, 993, whatever you want to call it. Um, so they were just unloved right up until kind of mid, maybe 2010. Yeah. You know, you could pick them up for less than a grand in pretty, Wish I had. pretty decent condition. Yeah, I think we've got some struggling. We have, back we've got some we've got Which some is always going to happen if you start recording anywhere. Oh, no, absolutely. We yeah. could be in the middle of a field, out in the countryside, 
click record and then a farm would appear. Yes. Um, because which, people just know when there's a camera about. Yeah. They want to be involved. And if we have two cameras about, that's oh, it. Double the trouble. But you can just about still see 944 in the background, which is good. An E36 just went past, weren't you? Yeah, it was very, uh, very nice. I noticed that as soon as I was turning my head around. Um, mm. The cars were unloved for so long. So the problem is that so many of them have got like glaring issues where they just haven't been maintained correctly. Yeah. That now when they're starting to become valuable and, and people want them because they're actually a really good car. Yeah, yeah. That you've got all these issues that you're now chasing. You know, that, for crying out loud, it's had, you know, the bands to bloody fix the window wipers. And, yeah, it's not even a joke, know? is it? It's an actual... It is a genuine, like, help the hero yeah. style... Yeah. Style rubber... rubber I'll have to band. get a photo of it to snip into the video yeah, because yeah. it genuinely is. Yeah, and that, that kind of stuff is all over the car because clearly for over the years, then they weren't worth spending the, you know... 200 quid that you'd have to get the original part from from Porsche yeah so just bodge it it's Porsche parts for a car that wasn't getting Porsche like love status yeah yeah um. and that was the issue that, and you've got to remember back then those parts didn't even have heritage status yeah so they were like full price could you not just get Volkswagen parts you can for some right you can for some um, so for stuff like interior switches mirrors yeah um you know, seat belts, that kind of stuff, you can, for sure. Engine parts, a lot more difficult, because... That was a cult making That was a that cult noise. that had that exhaust. Yeah, making all that noise. Um, it's just probably a blown exhaust. It was pretty big bore, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh, it was an actual? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. Oh, we've not seen, so normally, there's a Toyota Hi-Ace people carrier, and they've taken the word Hi-Ace literally, and it's about three foot off the floor. <laughs> on big off-road tires and it comes amazing. normally on a Sunday when we do cars and coffee it comes past and I'm always really wanting it to try and take a corner quickly just to see what happens mm. I just really want to see what happens just when you take over. something with the centre of gravity so high up around the corner not happened yet I'm no, really disappointed that's annoying maybe they have to do that if they listen <laughs> yeah, if they ever see <laughs> yeah. this video yeah we'll crash our car for you <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah so back to the I'm so, very so it's a it is a problem where you know getting sourcing parts yeah uh, Porsche are really good at doing like the mechanical side so gearbox engine suspension you don't have to ever worry as soon as you try and get interior parts yeah good luck I've been trying to source new switches for the center console not for ages not because they're broken but because the decals are faded oh yeah so I you know I it's those little details that actually make the car feel feel like more premium yeah of course opinion. so trying to find those no no chance at all and then all the ones that you want are going to be on the cars that were loved and are now worth money yeah mm. i mean decent condition s2s with that mileage are now going for 15 grand that's mad isn't it well you've got yourself a, an investment for the future at least i mean yeah you can definitely call it that I, uh, um, I hope the GT86 gets the same status and mine will sometime one day be worth some money again. It might be waiting a while. I'm hoping it gets S14 love and then they go back up a bit more. Yeah. Because they are a similar kind of... Similar sort of... Yeah. You know, like Rear-wheel drive, front engine, JDM, yeah. boy, drift car. JDM, yo. Yeah. All that so sort of one nation stuff. Plus when Tacona takes off, when if that ever happens... That's the Tacona car. So that is the Tacona it'll car. It'll be like the, the Paul Smith Mini or mm. like 
I mean, this is well, all part of that's, that's what we're doing with the MR2 and the, and the 944 is that they've sort of become brand ambassadors. You know, mm. when you think TBR, you don't actually necessarily think myself and Jared, you think the 944 MR2. Yeah. Straight away. It's like um, Alex's MX-5, isn't it? Everybody knows yes. the MX-5. Yeah. Because it's Alex's from Carthroll. Yeah. So that intrinsically gives it some value. Yeah, well, and also the V6 it's got and the... And the Does help. You know, it's, <laughs> it's not exactly a... Um, a cheap build really is it it's, no he's, he's put some work in yeah so <laughs> it's that sort of status we eventually want to do to do with this car and to be honest it isn't actually going to be too much money to do that yeah um the great thing about it is because it's you know s2 it's the top of the line model you could say the turbo s is is the top top of the top but the s2 was kind of the final final yeah addition sort of thing uh, before they went to the 968 so it's never going to lose value ever yeah yeah it can't lose value now so whatever we do to it Don't will it be consistent with with the market value of the car no that makes sense so we're really lucky in that sense that that although i've spent about i think it's only a grand and a half in two years on fixing the car um i haven't lost that money yeah in, yeah. in asset value it's now worth six grand so it's it's okay yeah to have spent that so yeah, it's definitely definitely been a fun adventure so far. Um, obviously, we've been filming the restoration for over two years now. Mm. Uh, we first filmed in, would have been, is it 2020 we did the first video? It might have been 2020, actually. Um, so it's, it will be two, two years next, next yeah. year. Um, but that's been a really good adventure. That's been sort of the main growth of the channel has been around the 944. Yeah, and then obviously when we introduced the MR2, that was then a second sort of whole group of people that came in because you've now got grab the JDM Porsche boys. and the JDM guys, and so you guys can go to Jap versus German together. And just turn up in one and each. Yeah, yeah. Axis powers. Just <laughs> <laughs> hope uh, Jared's MR2 doesn't dive into you unintentionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it does seem to happen, yeah. um, but it's a fantastic car really really is and to be honest with you even though it's 80s porsche still drives really well still feels very modern yeah um you know it's got anti-lock it's got all of the creature comforts you want heat is amazing when they work the air condition is amazing um so really really good really good cars and definitely if you want one get, get one. one now because yeah. they are skyrocketing and if you don't buy one now you will forever regret it Just yeah saying. It's like being told to get an E30 BMW five years ago. Yeah. Get an E30. No, oh, I'll oh, wait, I'll oh, wait. Now they're 10 grand. You're like, yeah. oh, great. Minimum yeah. for like a, a 318. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I posted about that place in Sudbury where there's all the old, basically just sat in a yard BMWs and everybody that saw that, oh, where do I get them? Who do I call? And then nobody's bought them because they're really expensive. Yeah. Because they're just so sought after. And I think the guy kind of thinks they're still worth what he paid for them, like off the shelf. He's like, 30 grand, please. Like, mm. No, not really. <laughs> 318 with like the paint fading and yeah. things hanging off and rust holes. But that's, that's the thing is that there's particular cars that do that. So you've got classic minis. Classic minis, yeah, because of their heritage. status yeah. and heritage. Uh, Mark II Escort, Mark yeah. I Escort. Um, A86. Yeah. Not it's not actually amazing an amazing car. It's just 
initial D and all of the drifters wanted them so price goes up and pop up headlights <laughs> and pop up headlights uh, Mark, Mark 1 MX-5 getting there mm. not far off getting to that point E36 they're getting there yeah to a similar to a similar extent very very early on E46 is now getting that status yeah. slowly if well you, the M3 of course already has it oh that's that's gone yeah. already but the rest of them are slowly rising with it because well the saloons not as much touring's not as much coupes right now manual coupes in good condition what's yours coupe <laughs> coupe so it was a 30 as well no mine's too 325 CIM Sport, that one. So that's so it's that was a. You need to just stop driving all of your cars and just put them away somewhere. I mean, <laughs> you can't keep it in charity corner because I think Dennis will murder. He will, oh, absolutely, he will. He probably already does He'll want burn it and just give you the money that you paid for it. Here's six grand. I've yeah. burnt your car so that you're not here anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, bless him. It's, a, it's great when we used to have like Dennis write notes on the yeah on the whiteboard clean it up. clean it up yeah I think I inadvertently contributed to his frustration with your use of that space yeah. by turning up and putting things away yeah yeah I mean for for us it was just a case that um, because each weekend we were continuously going back you know we were working on projects that were in between stages. So yeah. well, we need this for next weekend. Yeah, yeah. We so this. we need to put that there. Yeah. We need all the tools that are next to it there, sort of thing. Because unlike the rest of the workshop, which is job in, job out, yeah, job, yeah, and they know where all their tools are. For us, it's like you've got seven days in between each time you can do something. So yeah. yes, tidying up is obviously really important. But we only normally did that once a job was completed. Yeah. So once the clutch was done, then everything would be tidied away again onto the next job. Everything would be tidied away again. So you told him that. I think mm, he's maybe worked it out because <laughs> we we finished a job and then everything went back to being pristine again. <laughs> he's like, oh, they can put things up. Yeah, it was just that that particular job was taking ages yeah. to do. I think that what was that what we were doing? I think we were actually doing the brakes. Yeah, the brakes were being stubborn, right. so the calipers had ceased, not being driven more than four thousand miles in twenty years. Yeah, so. Um, didn't you have an issue with the E46's brakes as well, with a rounded bolt? Still a problem, still haven't been able to get that off yet. Any plans? Uh... Um, yeah, Jonas. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I just wish we had the equipment really, because although we've got an amazing workshop, we don't like using their tools, Yeah. because it's their tools, it's their property. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, right here. There's a spider eating a fly, and the fly's trying to fly. It's right next to my ear. This fly this flew is over. Battle of, yeah. battle of life and death right here. A fly just flew past my head, and then I could just hear buzzing. I was like, oh, that fly's not going away. I just turned around to see the spider just taking it down. <laughs> God, that is... That is nature. Right next to my ear. I'm kind of like, will you just shut him up? Yeah, just, just so we can keep Be going. better as a predator. So that I can continue talking without having to listen to that. There we go. Thank you. Now I can't Has hear. Has it been decapitated yet? Not yet. No. The, Won't the, be long. The wings are being shot up. Yeah. There we go. That was an interesting interlude in encounter. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, for us as a case, it's just we don't want to be using their all their equipment. Yeah. Because it, it is Jonas's equipment, really. Yeah. Um. So we. 
it's things like we don't have impact wrenches, we don't have you know the specialist sort of stuff that they've collected could, over the years. Yeah, and you're not going to need them enough to warrant buying them. I think an impact <coughs> wrench we do. With the amount of things that you need to. Yeah, because we take the wheels off so often to do the brakes. You know, we need them to. Yeah. You know, because the cars are constantly coming in and out. You know, MR2 needs something done that goes in. Oh, we need. A I think Mike got one relatively recently from like a Facebook marketplace mm. for quite an affordable amount. And it's enough to just be able to ratchet them off wheels off. Well, this is what we want, yeah, because we use basically a breaker bar. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the same. I've got a big torque yeah. wrench. That's all yeah. I use. So, you know, but that is partly due to the fact is that TBR is such low budget. Yeah. I mean, I don't think people realise how much we actually... We, and nothing. It's yeah, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. No money. Like, each weekend, a video probably has a max of 20 quid budget. Mm. Max. Uh, not including parts. That's just the fuel to get to... <laughs> and McDonald's in the morning. Yeah, it's yeah. £15 McDonald's breakfast. <laughs> it is, pretty much. That is pretty much it. Um, so, the, we do not have the budget of, you know, the bigger channels. We yeah. just don't. Um, and that's not, we're not, you know, that's not to say we're being, uh, we want, want your sympathy over that at all, because actually not having a budget means you have to really innovate and think outside of the box. That's what I, I with Tacona, I've found that hugely. Mm. A lot of the, the growth and the development and the way that it's been perceived is purely out of innovation due to not having money. Mm -hmm. It's whatever I can cobble together yeah. and outside of my wages and paying bills, it's, oh, I can afford to get some t-shirts printed this month kind yeah. of thing so I, you have to be clever with the branding and you have to be clever with your approach so mm. that you can make things happen without just throwing yeah. money at a problem until it goes away well this is it and, th and there's there's a s slight bit about me that actually doesn't mind the fact we don't have a huge budget immediately because you can appreciate things more yeah so when you do have the budget you don't forget where you came from yeah plus it makes for a really boring youtube channel if you went we sent our car away and spent five grand and now it's ready again it's a very small channel at that point <laughs> yes although the, the you say that but actually that is one of the biggest biggest ways of growing that you just constantly cycle through cars true YouTube. yeah it's so fresh like, and new content if you watch anyone that's kind of gone from a small small size to a huge one within like space of two years they're constantly basically saying, we bought an E36 and yeah. we've spent, uh, spent five grand on it. Here's everything wrong. I guess it's that you know. we're living the dream that you wish you lived through us it's, kind of thing. Like you can't afford to buy an E36 to spend a load of money. So we'll do it and you can watch how it, what it's like. And then by you watching, we make our money back. We make anyway. our money, yeah. So it, it's the problem, I've, I spoke about this kind of as a mini rant on the podcast recently, but there's a big problem with like the industry at the moment that you've got the guys like Evo, you've got Top Gear, you've got Carfection that are producing some of the most stunning, visually stunning pieces on cars that's ever been made recently. Yeah. Oh, Petrolicious. Petrolicious. Well, yeah. They're not getting the views. Yeah. They're, I mean, Carfection averages, what, 120,000 to around 250,000 a video. And that's a big amount, but when, when you, you go see... Car Throttle and they're hitting a million. And in all just, fairness, Car Throttle has earned that. Yeah, yeah. The, the stuff they're doing is is, but it's not filmic. It's entertainment side of it's things. It's the Top Gear formula. It's that here's a load of guys with good energy and good chemistry doing something interesting that you want to see. It's old Top Gear. Formula. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's not Chris Harris. It's not new Top Gear formula. Yeah. So it's 
It's a problem that's around the industry at the moment is that anyone with a camera that goes to a car meet will get instantly more views than anyone that spent five grand on, on equipment and has, you know, got trying to... Yeah, plus you like can that. put it on TikTok from your phone while you're there and it could get millions. Yes. I've literally had conversations recently where a door has been opened by, oh, you've got this person following you on Instagram or, oh, so-and-so's got so many million followers on TikTok mm. or so and that... Mm let's have a conversation because it's all about eyeballs yep. it's not necessarily about quality which is something that i'm i'm very sad about actually yeah. because the way that obviously things work is that everything's done by what the consumer wants so mm. if the consumer only has an attention span of a gnat of course anything that's not anything over seven content seconds is now <laughs> is is not wanted anymore because it's it used to be that youtube loved long-form content like 20 minute videos it used to crawl over yeah but now it's the complete opposite let's move way. to youtube shorts that's what the, yeah. the, we were at the cinema last night and it was three adverts for youtube shorts came up yeah and it's like we need to catch up to tiktok we need to catch up to instagram reels yeah. we need to people are only watching 10 12 second videos and they want to move on they want yeah. to see something funny and move on see something funny and move on and they'll spend the same amount of time in front of the screen cycling through so much more in content and that's how the views just go like that on, yeah. on, because they're just constantly flicking yeah them. I've had Instagram reels that have gone five, six, seven, eight thousand views because mm. I got it right at the right moment and everybody was on their phone Yeah, and I was like oh Jesus I didn't know yeah. and then you do it exactly the same time the and next day and nothing happens Yeah, and it's like, it, I mean we, we've, we've struggled with that because weirdly we've, we've made content that should have done that yeah and it like the 917 video that should have been like Jesus Christ that 917 on the road yeah you know that, it's done what 5k something like that yeah so we, I mean it is all kind of down to luck as well it's down to whether the algorithm likes what, what yeah yeah exactly um, it's all about consistency but the problem with that is that something that we want to change with TBR is that algorithms ultimately they learn on user behaviour so it's down to the user's to, to, to change their behavior. Yeah, yeah. So what we want to do is as TBR grows and becomes, you know, a mainstay in, in the industry, hopefully, you know, if we can ever get to the point where we're a million sub channel, we're going out of our way to make sure that ours is the pioneer for the next generation. Yeah. Because yeah. if we can re-course correct and refix, Get the long form to be more... To be yeah, more popular yeah. again, it's going to make everyone below us, their life so much easier. Yeah. Because... Right now, it's all about. We we crashed our E forty six. Yeah, yeah. All this it's all of the stuff. clickbait and how quickly we can grab attention, which is not good for when you're trying to really bring out sort of the best in yeah, the industry. Yeah. Hopefully, it's a flash in the pan. Hopefully, media and the automotive media in particular learns to appreciate mm. proper automotive mm. content rather than just. I think there's too many twelve year olds that just want to see cars crash. Yeah. And yeah. there's a lot of them and they all click on the videos that's and then that tells the system oh there's lots of people So therefore they, they must like this. Yeah, but in reality you're fighting for YouTube to pay you. Whereas in a market that's more automotive in general, the the reason for automotive media has always been to sell cars, to provide entertainment, to provide information. It's not been to get twelve year olds to click on your video. And because so much of YouTube now is to get clicks and views because then YouTube will give you money for it it's the, the balance difficult. is the balance is on the knife edge at the moment yeah. it'll either go one way or the other 
and I think if people don't really wake up to what's actually going on because as much as it is addictive to have those numbers as much as it's addictive to have those subscribers yeah it's self-destructive and if it keeps going down that path it will get to a point where there will be no room for, for yeah. something new or what will happen is the market will become so saturated that the old style of content will then become what's valuable again. Yeah, because exactly. Because it's not just millions yeah. of people looking at 12 second long videos mm. of an E46 trying to leave a car park yeah. or a Mustang plowing into a field. Yeah. It's only so long until that gets boring. And then the interesting longer form stuff will actually be quality and yes. it'll be appreciated like a, like a wine. Like it's, it's got actual value to what it is. And hopefully the likes of YouTube will realise that actually we're forcing ourselves mm. out of our own market because mm. they're just playing catch-up to two other mm. formats that are already doing it. Exactly, yeah. In essence, Instagram are playing catch-up to TikTok and YouTube are trying to catch-up to Instagram. Mm. Whereas if YouTube went, we'll just continue doing our thing and we'll be the platform for that, then the people that want that content and engage with it will get what they want. Well, yeah, th I mean, this is it. And the problem with... YouTube at the end of the day is a company that needs to make money, right? Yeah. So, although I agree that it needs to return to kind of long-form quality content, the reality is there is no reason why YouTube shouldn't be able to cater for both. Yeah. So, why is it that they're so heavily pushing everyone out of long-form content when the algorithms can learn? It's yeah, not, yeah. They're not stupid. And if they think about it, with long-form content and how they advertise, there's more opportunity for... For ad breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if you get an ad every time you watch a 10 second video, you get, I'm just going somewhere else. Yeah. Facebook's notorious for that. Yeah. Have you ever gone on like those two minute videos and you'll get a 30 second ad? Yeah. You're like, you can't skip. The video's not even long enough to just, you've taken a quarter of my video now. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's definitely a problem. It's definitely a problem, which I think we would love to eventually be able to help solve. But yeah. we know we can't do it alone, really. It's going to be... I don't think there's a, an alternative platform that could cater for it. It's not like there's a automotive content flat platform that's really taken off. There's like the Roadster app, kind of having a good go. Car Throttle had a bash at it. Mm. Drive Tribe tried to get it to... There seems to be not necessarily a, a massive want for it because the existing channels are already catering. You can't go on any of them without finding a myriad of content. There's not a, right, this is a platform specifically designated to it that has grown. Yeah. They all seem to go, oh, we're going to do this. And then people go, cool. And then nothing happens. I think the problem is that when you've got, with any of these apps, you're trying to compete with companies that have been in business for yonks years. Yeah. You try and make a brand new platform that has all of the features and more yeah, than yeah. YouTube. Can't it's going to cost you billions. Yeah, yeah. Billions to do. Puts everybody in a bit of a cat. We've, we've got to work with the existing platform, but we have to hope that the existing platform realizes the value of yeah. the work. And the only way that happens, if you tell them, if you show their data, this doesn't work anymore. Yeah. People want this. Uh, and in all fairness, we do have a little bit of that. Like, we'll upload a video, and a good video within the first hour will get around 200 views. We, yeah. If we know if it's, it's going to be a good one, if it's done that. Um, but what our, our content does is it gets nothing, 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 nothing. Five months later, it suddenly hits the algorithm. It's really strange, isn't it? It, it makes no sense. Like, Project 944 episode one is like one of the top ranking 
videos for 944s. If you type in Porsche 944 on Google right now, we rank third. That's fantastic. For our, for our and then that only snowball effects from there on out, isn't it? Well, this is it. But the problem is because we've got one video that's got like twenty five k views, we now have to try and feed every other video from that. Yeah, yeah. To try and get them to trickle down, it's very, very difficult. It's very, very much how they say capitalism works. It just stays at the top yeah. one, and it's supposed to trickle down. But it, it never does. Yeah, yeah. Um. It is not your platform. It is our platform. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so with regards to Project 944, what are the next plans, what's next in the pipeline? Now that it's back on the road and it's able to be used, where are you going next? The next big work, body work. Yep. That's the next big stuff. Um, the reality is that before that we need to do more work to the engine, more work to the kind of gearbox and that yep. kind of stuff to get that happy. But the next stage of Project 944 is definitely body work. Um, I've been saving for a year to get the bodywork to get the bodywork ready. So which bit is it? Obviously, for those that don't know, it was unfortunately rear-ended. So there's a dent on the back. That is, it's not a substantial dent, but it's made more of a problem than it looks because inside it's moved things about a bit. Yep. Is that the main focus? Well, that's the main I saw. Yeah. So if that's gone. The car looks like a car again. Yeah, like that's the, you look at that. You look at it from that side. You think, okay, it's a little, it's a little bit tatty, but it looks clean. You look on the other side. As soon as you see that rear dent, instantly, yeah. your mind goes, you know, it's not as valuable yeah, anymore. Yeah. If that makes sense. So, the dent is the biggest thing we want to do. But I think what's going to actually happen is I've saved up. I think enough that we can get the dent. We can get the front arches redone yeah. um, and maybe a blowover. Right. So we could end up having a pretty good looking car by spring next year, maybe. Which in real terms means 2025. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because anything we say that will be done within a few months gets done within a few years. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it will be a super classic by the time you actually get the work done. And it'll be oh, worth yes. three times as much. And then yes. getting it tidy will make it even more valuable. It's all right. By the time that it's completed, I'll be able to apply for tax exemption on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were, it's what, 89? So yeah. my Renault's an 85. So I've got four years mm. and then I can get tax exemption. So you're only like a little bit behind. It's all right. It's only a few years and I can put black and, black and silver plates on it. I think there's a law that says you can't. <laughs> It's got to be like pre seventies. Yeah, before it used to be. If you're tax exempt, you can have it on the car. But it, you're right; it is no. pre pre eighty something now. Yeah. 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 So because I'd love black and silver plates. Black look and great. silver plates on a black and silver car would be brilliant. I'd look lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just but finding a bloody personalised plate that's pre C reg. It's almost impossible for anything that I need. Mm. Mm. I, I can get a nice two thousand and two plate that has a real good message on. But then I've only got the 86 or my other half's car, which Skoda Rapid. She's not that bothered about having that <laughs> any branding on it at all. Um, and if that wasn't a T-Reg, if it was a C-Reg, then that'd be better. But then that wouldn't work for the, the branding. Yeah. Because it's not called Kakona. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Well, then it would just sound like CAC. Yeah. <laughs> which isn't really the message. Yeah, not, not, not ideal. <laughs> 
No. Because um, it'd be CAC on a, and then like GT86. <laughs> CAC on your, CAC on your 86. CAC on your yeah. t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't um, be perfect. Oh, fuck this spot. Oh, it's back. God, he's such a good it It's here. Yeah, but where did the flight It was up here. Go? Oh, it's uh, in the corner now. And then he bundled it up. Oh, no, there's two spots. I'm going to have to tell Mike to hoover this bloody window. <laughs> They're doing their job. Yeah, and making a mess. Not, not even finished his dinner. I know. Uh-huh. God. <laughs> I'm going to move these chairs forward. Yeah. Next time. <laughs> um, so outside of the 944 and the project and what's going on with TBR, um, obviously what I try and do with these podcasts is just a bit of more connection stories. I know it's about cars and yet another box there. Yeah, they're all um, out today. But the, the whole idea of what the, the podcast, the videos, Tacona and everything's about is how the cars bring us together. And obviously, we're doing this immediately after Cars and Coffee, which again, about bringing people together. Amazing, friends. amazing event, yeah. Um, but one thing I like to do is try and explore a story or something that's happened between where a car has brought you together. Like Obviously, we've got a bit of the story of how we met because of the workshop and I pulled up in the 86 and you're like, oh, I recognise that car. Mm. And now we, we're quite pally and we do things together and we chat a lot and it's a really nice connection story and it's another example of how cars connect. But the stories I really like are this absolutely unusual thing or this wouldn't have happened if it weren't for a car. Is there anything like that that kind of comes to mind when you think of your cars? Um, yes and no. Right. Because I think if I'm being being honest, I would not be where I am today unless I unless I bought that Mark Mark II Escort. Yeah. It's my first car. Um purely on the basis of that I would never have met the people I've met. Yeah. Because of it. Um I would never have done the things I've done with the car. Uh you know, I only really had a year with it. Yeah. It's the sad truth. I had the car for two, three years, but only a year driving it. And um, the stuff that I did within that year, the people I met within that year, is what made that so special. Yeah. Um, I would never have met Luke. Yeah. And I would now be 20 grand in debt. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> you probably would have just had to sell this Porsche. Yes, yes. And I mean, I think it is worth mentioning, it is people such as him mm-hmm. that... They are the the unsung heroes of our industry because without them, a lot of what we could do, you know, yeah, yeah. for the, the suspension on the GT86, it'd be so much harder to do on my driveway. Yeah. I mean, or five hundred quid for a ramp for a day or whatever they charge. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it's people like him that really do sort of bring out the best in the industry. And I would not have met him, yeah, if it weren't for that car and. I mean, I love that car to bits. I was absolutely devastated when when I lost that in um, in, in the crash in 2018. It was essentially um, what had happened was it it was when we had like mass flooding yeah. in November. You probably remember it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there was loads of standing water about. Um, so we were on our way to sort of um, to an event and went through some standing water tested the brakes as you do afterwards fine no problem um came up to a very very sharp left hand corner pretty much a 90 degree um 
and it locked up at like 15 mile an hour in second gear right before the corner oh. so it had been braking 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 fine lock I'm thinking, right, well, I'm already turning this way. Why is the car going forward? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> you know? Plus the standing water doesn't help with your slowing down, even though it's locked. Well, the standing water was, was up the road, but the problem is that the, the road was like this. You had off camber on the yeah. opposite side, but then you had a dipped camber on the inside. Right. So what would happen is it was braking fine, braking, 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 oil deposit, lock, camber. God, the so perfect I'm already storm here. But the car's going forward. Yeah. Now, the car would have survived perfectly fine if it weren't for the guy in the van that was in the middle of the road coming around the other side. So it's, it's difficult. It's all down to you can do what ifs. Yeah, yeah. You can do if I'd only done this better, if I only you know, knew how to unlock the brakes quicker when I was younger and all that kind of stuff. But the reality is that these things happen. And it was unfortunate because. It, it happened on the 11th of November and my birthday is on the 12th. Oh. Day before my birthday. Happy birthday, car. here is a traumatic car crash. Yeah, you know, went, went straight into the, into the wheel and I spent basically my birthday pretty much in, in pain, yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, fortunately, I, there wasn't anything major. I mean, the only, the, the only long-term thing is my wrist. And that's that's bad. I mean, it's, I I can always show because that one could go that far back, and that one can only go. It's quite a substantial difference, yeah. So what's happened is when I've clearly braced the wheel, it's probably yeah. I didn't feel it at the time because you got adrenaline going through. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I didn't feel it for the month, like weeks afterwards either. It's just as it's repaired, it's repaired there yeah. rather than being able to. So that's the only long term thing, but. I could have lost my, my eyesight in that crash quite easily. Yeah, because what, solid steering wheel right at eye line, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the only reason why I didn't is because I instinctively moved my hands up the wheel and I hit you my eye on my, on my wrist and not, yeah. the, not the wheel. Um, that was a nasty crash because even at, you know, the 15 mile an hour I was travelling at, um, the, the, the van hit the front front left corner of the car and literally the wheel came through the passenger wheel well it was that kind of yeah. strength well how fast was the van going though because even if he's only doing 15 as well that's, that's a, 30 a combined mile, 30 mile yeah. an hour crash which is plenty so, of time to like plenty of speed to cause a problem yeah oh yeah, well, which yeah. It evidently did i mean it, it's nuts because the entire of the front end of the escort was gone and his van didn't even deploy the airbags it's that it, it's that kind of difference yeah, yeah. now so that was a big wake-up call for me because I thought as much as I love like really old classics I thought whatever I get next needs anti-lock yeah yeah because I had nightmares about that crash for months yeah you know thinking what could I have done better what could I have changed and all this Ooh, kind of stuff we're closed mate Is Mike about? he's in the garden all right okay um it's just another charity shop sorry I was going to drop this off in the box if that's okay yeah, sure, mate. Uh, oh, he's not taking the open time yet. Oh, that'll be why. <laughs> Don't leave this in. I'll probably, probably cut this bit out.
Yeah. Managed okay? Brilliant, thanks, Jack. No, no problem. Thanks for the leak coming off. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wander into a closed shop. I suppose the lights are on and Mike hasn't swapped over the open close sign that I made for him. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I might leave that entrance in. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're back. We're back. <laughs> yep. Um, on that note. Um, oh, by the way, I, I'll cut this out as well. 1980s Atari ET socks. That's awesome. We got them from a charity shop, and I keep meaning to tell everyone that I got them. Um, so after our interesting little interruption, yes, which yeah. we haven't included all of, just to... so yeah obviously after what happened with the the Ford 944 came along anti-lock brakes a bit more space it's already proven it can take a crash without disintegrating which is yeah no I was impressed with that actually Um, it was hit by um, I suppose late 80s early 90s era Toyota Hilux the bull bar the indestructible car yes Um, with a bull bar on it which is why if you look at it from a certain angle, you can actually see the bull bar imprint. Oh, the right, wow. It, it's like literally a, uh, That's a proper half circle. Then. Yeah. So um, ba- basically, the poor chap couldn't see around the corner. Um, obviously, he hit me, so he was at fault. But yeah, yeah. He wasn't at fault. It's not like he was just being yeah. stupid. It was, um, yeah. What the case was, it was a T junction on the country road. He had a set of houses here. So I, I went around the corner already. And there was a guy reversing off his drive, so obviously I have to stop. But the problem is there was like probably higher than the car hedges. Oh. So he's come to the to the junction. Come round. It's fine on his side. He's come round. He's going dunk straight into the rear. So I mean, he he, he was a very very young driver as well. Yeah. You know, he was probably eighteen, nineteen. Clearly not driving very long. Yeah. Um, in a Hilux, fair enough. Some people like that. Be on a um, commercial license and insurance. Yeah, it's probably what, yeah, because he did seem like he was doing trailer work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was like absolutely in in states, and I was just after the escort crash. Nothing can really worry yeah, me yeah. anymore. No, even, even in that, I just <laughs> I hit my head on the steering wheel, and I just went, "How?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, for Pete's sake, not yeah. again! Like I've just got it. Like, yeah. So. Um, I, th- I think in a certain sense not to, to dwell on all these accidents and everything mm. that's happened if it weren't for these events as we said a lot of the connections that you've got a lot of the things that you do and the the YouTube stuff that you create wouldn't have occurred like you had to have the old classic car for you to meet say Luke and then be part of the classic car world and unfortunately what happened with it happened with it but then the 944 has given you this new opportunity to work with Jared and become the the bond that you guys have got is probably much closer because you've spent so much time together yeah working on the car doing the videos being around each other doing the podcasts it's i know it's one of those oh there's always a silver lining kind of thing but it it is the connections in overcoming the problems that again make the car world so much more like valuable as an asset yeah to the life like it's like with what happened for myself and grace yesterday where the car we were in broke and she was upset. I was like, yeah, but we've got a fun story now. It's not very often that you're in a supercar and something breaks and you're yeah. a mile away from where you started and you need to do all this stuff. Oh, and it's your anniversary. Yeah. I've got a fun story to tell as much as she's like, you've ruined our anniversary. I'm like, yeah, give it a couple of days and you'll calm down. But it's an interesting story. And yeah. we get to tell everybody because they go, how was your anniversary? And then she goes, 
or somebody decided they were going to borrow a supercar and then it broke and mm. then it's it's more it's a fun point, yeah. Isn't it? yeah like yeah. even the bad parts aren't the worst thing that can happen the very bad parts crashes and things like that yeah not not good at all mm. but if there's any positive to be drawn there's always something interesting and there's always a positive whereas if say you're into football and you break your ankle you're not going to go oh this will be a fun story you go oh, now I've got a broken ankle whereas you've like your wrist it's not fun mm. but the story leads into other places whereas yeah. a, a sports injury or you got in a fight on the football pitch or something mm-hmm. like that it just is negative there's yeah, no yeah. positive there's no out positive of it, out of it yeah um, I mean this that's the amazing thing about our community is that even when this bad stuff does happen everyone will try and pick you up and help yeah um, I mean it, it's always I always quite find it quite amusing that the, the escort was literally in Luke's workshop the weekend before yeah the car that recovered me from work or sorry the truck that recovered me from work was the same truck that came and picked me up called by Essex police because they were contractors for right me. yeah so the same guy it's all you again <laughs> yeah but he, it was pristine it was working and yeah. then he's come and seen it again and it's now in pieces and then he's probably got some like he's got yeah. a stake in the story as well now he's like oh this I was just with this and then it's going to impact yeah. on his yeah yeah so everybody's got this interconnection to it like even with when the Renault broke down in Aylesbury the other week we'd literally just pulled into a bus stop in Aylesbury never been to Aylesbury before in my life never met anybody around there car broke down within a minute we had three guys that had seen us break down come over and offer to help mm. we had the local pizza place which was across the road mm. here's a drink have some pizza make sure you're okay we'll take you to go and get petrol and the car world no matter how you're connected to it just brings people together yeah it's amazing how these lumps of metal just manage to evoke so much emotion isn't it exactly like you when we part that there I think I've seen you turn around or stand in the doorway or smile or get excited just looking at your car out on the road Mm. and it's those emotions that are really underappreciated by anybody who's not into cars yeah yeah and there's blood and sweat and tears and energy and emotion that goes into what is effectively transportation yes it's just a way to get around quicker than walking yeah but we're so invested in this way of getting around and there's so much diversity that it it's effectively an anomaly we're not evolved to have this connection to inanimate objects mm. we're effectively social beings but we also have like the capacity for like loving animals and things like that and we show the same kind of connection as we would like a dog mm. to a hunk of metal that just moves quicker than a horse yeah and it's it's really strange to deconstruct that <laughs> i think that the way you would start with that is that particularly with any sort of car that you're working on uh when they start developing problems that is almost a human quality mm. the fact that something isn't perfect that yeah. it has flaws that it has its own issues we somehow manage to convert that into a personality yeah, personified yeah. you know you, you build a connection with the car because you fix something it's like oh, okay it's all working it's like come on old girl you know you can you can, do yeah, it. You can yeah. get up that hill and all that <laughs> sort of stuff because they're not perfect objects you know 
okay, maybe we're at the point now where they're starting to become totally flawless in every single way. Um, but even then, 10 years down the line, they're going to be in the same position of, as those. Yeah, exactly. So it's weird that modern cars, like the stuff that's coming out right now. I'm saying my 2014-86 does not fit into this category. <laughs> but it will eventually get that sort of love. Oh, that falls into that category. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For it doesn't sure. fall into the current nothing breaks category. <laughs> I think everything, for me, it's been 2016 onwards where things have started to become too perfect, yeah. in my opinion. Um, There's no character. Everything's the same. Yeah. And everything's all about infotainment. How comfortably you can get there, how quickly you can get there. Yeah. That sort of thing. Which is effectively when the car was a first thing, that's what it was aiming for. Mm. You can get quickly, comfortably, quietly anywhere yeah and then in between that point and now motorsport happened yeah we're like actually these are really enjoyable and mm. we've got character and fun so mm. we've kind of gone through that to reach the, the evolution of what the initial thought was mm. and we're kind of going actually that's kind of boring i want the the old car that's going to have character and maybe break and i yeah. can overcome a challenge with it and Yes, it, I might not get there on time, or I might not have as much reliability, and it might not be as comfortable. But it'll be way more fun, and I'll, I'll enjoy connecting and finding the character and how it feels and behaves. Mm. And it, that's that is it. Yeah. That's it. That's the essence of the car world. Is this is way more interesting than just arriving at a place. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. There is some mega stuff out at the at the moment. GR Yaris, Alpine A one ten. Yeah, you know. Julia Quadrifoglio that those kinds of those have still got character yeah, those yeah. cars for sure but that's because they've not followed the norm yeah you know they're not a 3 series they're not an A4 and that's why they're put on such pedestals yes because they actually not... stand out yeah they're different I was, I was actually at my local Toyota dealership on Friday and I was stood chatting to one of the service engineers and there was a, a new Supra in the car park and it's got to go back tomorrow. I said, oh, maybe I could get the, the Supra as the mm. courtesy car. He's like, oh, that's the GM's car. I'm like, what about the GR Yaris? And I went, oh, I'd love a GR Yaris. And I was like, there's a Supra right there. And I mentioned the Yaris, which is a three-cylinder. And he's like, GR Yaris is awesome. Like, but you know why, don't you? It's because it's, it's that once-in-a-while opportunity that a car manufacturer says, all right, let's just have stuff some stuff. Let's just do it. Yeah. You know, we had... The last time we had something like the GR Yaris was in the 90s with the homolog homologation spec. Oh, yeah, rallying is the way B, to make fun cars. You know, G Sleek GT4, Lancia Delta Integrale, yeah. Evo, Cosworth RS, yeah, all yeah. of those homologation cars. That was the last time where the car you, could, you saw on the rally stage is the exact one you could buy in the yeah, show. Yeah, because they didn't, like, through the 2000s, they've just looked like cars that you could buy, but they've got wide bodies and big fins. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, that looks like a car I could buy is driven through a Halfords mm. rather than this is built to be this car. Mm. Like, it's kind of lost. And hopefully now, even though the GI Yaris isn't the Yaris that they're rallying. <laughs> it's, it's, it is quite funny that, actually, isn't it? Is that they developed it to be the, the next generation rally car and then and the um, rules changed. Yeah, and like, oh, well, we'll just sell all of them really quickly and mm. move on. Mm. And then it's been a huge success. Yeah, massive success. But the, the GI Yaris has gone through the full hype cycle in about six minutes. Yeah, yeah. This is coming, sure. everybody bought one, everybody modified one, what are we on to next? And it's the TikTok of cars. Oh, we'll just scroll on to the next interesting but, but the, the one thing I will say is that, yes, it is, it is one of those cars, but it is actually a genuinely good oh, yeah, car, yeah. unlike some that come in, you know, there's a little bit of a 
there's a lot of hype TVR Griffith yeah that doesn't even exist still you know they made one I think yeah (laughs) I mean no disrespect to TVR but track record so far isn't fantastic yeah you know so for for Toyota to come in and say we've done this we're going to make more because you guys want so many of them Um, Focus RS another one yeah most recent Focus RS Um, that's another one that I think is it's a good huge huge success yeah Um, again sort of rally inspired I suppose um, which is ironic because they use the Fiesta yeah <laughs> and the Fiesta ST is not a bad car though no I mean it's interesting that, p- that these manufacturers are changing to three cylinder engines yeah and just and slapping turbos they sound amazing which is interesting because a normal iGo sounds like absolute no, garbage it's, crap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a dump truck sound isn't mm. it like, <laughs> yeah yeah it is literally bottom of the line engine yeah they just yeah or oh, slap a turbo on it it'll make it fun yeah you know, maybe they just put more oil in so it runs a bit yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah no it, it's just it's amazing how sort of the industry is changing and oddly i actually think that this 2030 petrol ban that isn't ever actually going to happen let's face yeah, it, um, it is forcing manufacturers to actually make their hero cars before they start getting hit hard by regulation yeah so what i get the feeling is going to happen which i actually, we actually discussed this on the recent tbr podcast about electric cars and that kind of stuff is that we're kind of at the point now where we think electric isn't actually the future it's going to be hydrogen and e-fuels yeah so well formula one have just announced their investment that is exactly what the topic was so and porsche are doing it as well they're making their own synthetic fuel so this is going to be the way forward because if we can still keep our petrol cars but have it super carbon neutral so anything the production of it is basically completely carbon neutral Yeah, yeah the efficiency is so much better it can run in the current cars that's going to be to our get solution to keep for a long time. The way that we're, because Chris Harris says this all the time. It's like as soon as it stops being as convenient, it's not really a replacement. Mm. You can't go to Scotland without having to stop for forty minutes three times. Yep. So then it's not convenient. Yeah. And then you go, oh, I might as well just get a plane. Yeah. Because it's quicker. Whereas that's where hydrogen comes in. Because yes, it's more volatile than than petrol, but you can use a gas. Uh, petrol yeah, pump. you just dunk and done. Done. Yeah. And they have sound. They yeah, have exhaust noise. An Audi e-tron came past us in the car park earlier, and it sounded like a spaceship. Yeah, I was, I was like, that's the only thing about this car that I would, I'm like, oh, it makes noises. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Other than that, I have no interest in that car whatsoever. No, no. Other than going, <laughs> they should make them all sound like Formula E cars. They sound nuts because they're actually. ridiculous, yeah. and that's pretty much all just diff noise, really, isn't it? It is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is all diff noise. But well, this is actually a, a conversation we had was that would you ever be able to see something like Rally going electric? No, because it's all about the sound. They've tried. They did that special stage thing, didn't they, with electric rally cars? I think Top Gear may have touched on it, mm. and it just nobody watched it. And they're like, we've got Lewis Hamilton, and I was like, great, cool, yeah. Yeah, it was like Extreme E or something. Yeah, yeah, and the the stages were like four miles long, and then they all had to sit and recharge. Yeah, it's, and it's cool. like he's kind of lost the the interest. You could do one stage a day. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> and then you get you listen to podcasts and you get stories of, oh, we drove from Sardinia across with a wheel hanging off, and you're like, that's the he- That's why people like rally. Yeah, they're heroes. They overcome the most difficult terrain at high speed in cars that I can see on the street. And if shit goes wrong, they keep going. Yeah, you've got like videos where there's the, the co-drivers on the back bumper hanging onto to the spoiler balance to balance the, weight, the yeah, weight. Yeah, yeah. you're not getting that with an e-car because after 
three miles it's run out of juice and they have to stop anyway so they're like, oh we might as well change the wheel yeah so it's it's yeah. got a long there's a long development for i think carbon emission like zero emissions is the way that we're going not electric well like that should have been the aim from the start yeah. that should have been the 2030 aim because if we can at least go carbon neutral that's a massive victory yeah because the output that we're putting out is you know we're not making any more problems. We're not, we're not making damaging any more So what actually ha- needs to happen is that the 2030 ban needs to be shifted to like 2070. Let's face it, probably something like and that. And then repealed. And then repealed. <laughs> but you, the issue being is that when you, you're forcing manufacturers to make all these changes so quickly, actually, I think it halters the, the innovation. And they'll probably they, cut corners as well. Yeah. So I would much rather them go carbon neutral, net zero, for now yeah, yeah and then start working out our solutions yeah because yes electric cars are going to be amazing around cities it's apart from the electric car charging problem yeah because you're again, that's going to need innovation coming out of everyone's houses you could have nft charging so maybe off of lampposts uh, something that's like that becoming a thing in london yeah get plugged into a lamppost so around cities Built up cities can absolutely see it being a success. Yeah, really can. It'll it'll change things, but it will never ever replace petrol. No, because you can't do enough distance. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And there's too many petrol cars on the road in order for them to say, "All right, there's n- no more." Yeah. <laughs> because reality is, I mean, petrol is going to be around for at least another hundred years, minimum. Yeah, it's got minimum. To be. You know, we're not going to lose. Uh, we're not going to lose that. That's for sure. No. So this podcast has gone from us sharing stories to us talking about automotive politics, which is quite interesting. It's not in the direction. Yeah, apologies. That does together. that does tend to happen. It's fine with me. <laughs> does not bother me. I <laughs> I am the least professional. I not the least professional. I'm not unprofessional, mm. but I'm not like this is what we're going to do, and this is what questions yeah, we're yeah. going to do, and this we haven't even got an intro. We just okay we're just going to talk about things now um but i i like the open-endedness uh, it's more interesting if i'm listening to something i'd rather it be interesting than yeah yeah for rigid sure. yeah um, because the reality is it's just the two of us sat in front of a window having a chat about cars. yes yeah, two mates you talking know. cars and rambling on which is great that's all i all i want to do because the idea is to demonstrate people yeah. talking and how it connects people it's not to be but, but, but we're a super professional it's filmed on my bloody iPhone it's, mm. <laughs> it's not a, a super thing it's to demonstrate this is what car guys do yeah, this is what it's sure. about yeah. use these connections and utilise these connections in the future if if I'd been having a rough time if I'd been feeling like crap I know that coming here this morning at some point if I was feeling like absolute crap I could tell someone and they're like oh let's yeah. let's have a coffee let's catch up over it let's check in in a week like I know that because of these connections, these are my friends, and I feel comfortable enough to go. Oh, I'm finding it tough, rather than oh, I've got to go to the show or yeah, it's a motorbike. You can tell that's a motorbike. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's it's all fun and games. It's it's not too serious. Well, that's it. I, I, I suppose from from my perspective, you know, we this is the only kind of social event I actually go to every month. Yeah. Because weirdly enough to start you know paying for these projects I'm working I've been working 14 hour days for the past two months which is difficult it's, it's stressful I'm, su- I'm not surprised you slept in this morning 
<laughs> I, I overslept my alarm because you know I was just shattered. Yeah, constantly exhausted. Um, and yeah, I I have no it, reality is I don't actually have a social life. That is that is the truth. My social life's Mike. <laughs> That's it. I, I live down there and I come up here and I see Mike and then I go for a walk with my yeah. half and that's kind of it. it but uh, I mean what I'm saying is that at least Mike is local to yeah, you Jared yeah. is 40 minutes away from yeah, me. yeah I don't actually have anyone really a- around me I've got my I've got my friend Aaron but um, you know he's he hasn't even got his, his license yet so we we kind of connect over cars but he's on in his, a different he, sense he's, yeah, he's yeah. started on his journey quite late but you know, I don't. Oh, he's not a sixteen-year-old. <laughs> no, no, he's 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 young. He's twenty-four. Right, yeah. He's only You're not just, just milling around, around outside school. You got your license. You got your license, <laughs> mate. He's out no pen. Really. Get me some cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, do, it's tough because I spend my my desk is in my room, right? And it's hard to disconnect from work then. because I have no reason to go elsewhere. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. He came to coffees and cars. Yeah. It's James. I've actually asked um, him to come and do this. We've just never had a chance. But, um, you know, I, it's just that I don't have that chance to disconnect because I work 8 till 5 and then I work 5 till 11, 12, working on either TBR or freelance. Yeah. So for me, this is that opportunity to yeah, disconnect yeah. every month. And we, we do look forward to it. We really do. Well, what time is it now? It's 20 past 3. Mm. This was an event that started at half eight this morning and is, ends at 11. Yeah. And we, every month, which is Without an absolute fail. pleasure, we are always here till the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. Because it's, it's social life. It's friends, it's connection, it's coming together. And you're not the first person to have said it to me that this is, Cars and Coffee is their opportunity each month to get out of the house and get out of life. Like, it's not work, it's not family, it's just, I'm going to go and see Cars and my mates. I'm going to chat. Mm. It's going to. It's not even going to be relevant to chat because, in reality, unless you work in the car industry, talking about cars has no relevance. Yeah, it's for sure. Just, yeah, yeah. I enjoy this thing, and I enjoy other people's cars. I'm going to chat about it, and it's going to mean nothing, mm. and it's not going to impact on my life. It's yeah. not going to cause me any extra stress. It's not going to cost me any extra money. It's not going to have any ramifications for anything in the future. I just get to come here for a couple of hours and just let everything else not be a thing for a minute mm. um, and that's the whole point that's the whole reason we do it it's not oh it's a great marketing opportunity oh people are going to buy my brand because they come to my event Mike's going to mm. sell a load of coffee and make a load of money on his pizza here. and it's, it's let's just get people together yeah. let's make some friends let's get people together if people want to engage with what we're doing great but we're here to create this community and it's the community that keeps people going it's not the supercar on the driveway or the mansion or the yeah, big garden or the beautiful it's it's not necessarily the car it's the people around the car that really yeah. make, make it special yeah. the guy that turned up in a modified R8 is going to chat to me and my Toyota 86 mm. because we're interested in cars we're not talking because he's got the modified we're just car guys mm. and mm. almost every one of my stories has resolved, revolved around oh we're just car guys like the day in the Aston Martin Vulcan. Mm. It wasn't, I spent a day with a multi-million pound car. It was two car guys happened to have different cars and one of them's a, a really Vulcan, expensive yeah. car. The P1 GTR night. Car enthusiast likes what I'm doing. I turn up in my 86, he's like, I love this. I was like, yeah, all right. He's like, no, 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 this is cool. I was like, we're about to sit in your like, multi-million. Yeah, yeah, have you supercharged this yet? I was like, oh my God, you actually are interested. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
and it's all about but the connection it's funny because a lot of uh, there's the people that genuinely love cars yeah no matter what they drive generally if they have if they've gotten to that stage whatever they drive is really tasteful yeah it can be very expensive but it's really tasteful but because they've come from where you've started they appreciate they it. know what that's yeah, like yeah yeah you know and that's and that's what's incredible that the, the the range of diversity within this community is nuts yeah it, you know you could be speaking to someone no idea who they are turns out they're you know this happened to me recently yeah like we were at the Warren estate and I was chatting away with Steve with the Cantera and this guy was chatting away to us and it turns out he owns the Warren estate mm. and I was like oh right cool he's like yeah I was like oh you own the Beckham's place right like, yeah I was like oh, well, we do cars and coffee. He's like, oh, I might come to that if I'm free. Mm. And, it, and then it turns out I know, like, friend of a friend kind of thing. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, he's got, like, four Enzos. Mm. You're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, turns yeah. out he's ridiculously wealthy. Yeah. But he's a car guy. So he comes over, he's like, oh, and look what you're doing. Completely, completely yeah. normal. And to be honest, I think that is something that, um, again, slight, actually almost looping back to the YouTube thing, is that there's been such a heavy um, precedent on fame yeah numbers yeah you know so when people are just normal I think that's the best way to it's, approach it it's the most interesting part because mm. it's genuine yeah which is again what I try and do with this is that I'm not professional to that sense but hopefully it's genuine because mm. it's just two guys chatting I, mean, I really hope nice. that that's still filming because I've got this horrible doubt in my mind that it, well, it turned off. you have to use my one. But yours won't have the sound. <laughs> but you'll be able to sync clap. We did a sync clap, you see? So your shotgun mic might have picked it up. Yes. <laughs> it would have done. I made sure it was on. Okay. Um, I yeah. just, my brain just goes, I don't want to have to do this twice. Yeah. <laughs> it seems it's like such a waste of energy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We've gone through, if I have to do it twice then it's not genuine. That's the concern I get yeah no I can you take do one take and that's it yeah, yeah that's all I do um, and the only thing I'll cut out is the f half a minute that we were sat watching a guy <laughs> put things in a box yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah no, no I, thank you so much for just sitting down and chatting oh, it's me. my pleasure yeah thank you mm. for being the one that's doing doing the camera stuff for a change <laughs> yeah. it makes a nice nice difference I'm not gonna lie no it's fun and I really do genuinely appreciate you guys coming and being a part of this community and like Jack he was like I think me and Jared said they're coming aren't they I was like yeah yeah the Porsche's broke so there'll be a bit he's like alright okay <laughs> people are genuinely like oh I think so like, people are engaging and wanting people to be here mm. which is the whole point is mm. it, it makes you feel like you belong somewhere and that sense of belonging is what's going to give so many people so much help yeah um, I've had a couple of guys that go I genuinely had no reason to get out of bed until you started doing this mm. and now I've got friends yeah and that's the whole point like even you and I we would have no connection to one another we wouldn't see each other ever if it weren't for cars and coming together for cars and coffee so yeah I mean aside obviously us kind of invading Luke's every now and that's then. because of cars yeah yeah <laughs> and exactly. I only know Luke because of a car and coffee thing yeah so it's all because of cars and to a certain extent cars mm. and coffee bringing people together exactly that yeah I mean like when we turned up the today I know we were you know god nearly three hours late bless it um, but immediately as soon as it went in the car park despite the fact that clearly everyone was 
you know avoiding the rain yeah it's gone <laughs> um, people just swarmed it immediately yeah. and I, I didn't realise but like five people came up and said oh yeah I've been watching this on YouTube yeah what because <laughs> this is its first public outing really yeah, yeah. Um, kept a bit on the low I suppose but it you know, it's it is it's here. It it, it exists. It made it, yeah. It's not just in a warehouse. Yeah, it's not just on video. It it is here. Yeah, it's real. I had a guy come up to me at a show. And he's like, I listen to your podcast. I was like, You're like the only one. <laughs> it's just you. <laughs> I put six episodes out all within six days, and it's just you that's listened. Mm. He's like, No, I really enjoy it. I was like, Oh, I'll keep making them. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We'll do that then. Um, but no, thank you for, for coming down. Thank you for bringing the nine four four. Thank you for braving the windscreen wiper situation when it clearly was going to rain. We just literally <laughs> just put turtle wax on it on the hope that the water would, <laughs> would clear quicker. Um, but unfortunately, I won't be here at the next one because I'll be in Portsmouth. See, man's avoiding his own event. I'm doing another one. That's why. <laughs> 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 I'm at a different Cars and Coffee um, to try and make this grow. So the, the idea for Cars and Coffee um, is we're, we're aiming to get one in every county using ambassadors and partners and things like that so that we can we can grow the community make a bigger community and provide opportunity for people to have what we've got yeah. um the idea is if we can create as many of these as possible people have got a local place that they can connect yes rather than there's only one of them or there's only a couple of them if we can get them everywhere then we can provide more opportunity for people and hopefully help people out of whatever situations mm. they're in purely by giving them something interesting and positive to do and that hopefully drags up rather than pulls down yeah no exactly and obviously it means for you it's a case that as things grow it means that there's a singular brand that you know is just sort of and that way you can avoid the policing issue yeah because it's an actual genuine event genuinely hosted by a, a proper brand uh, and it also means eventually that if you you get you know, Tacona Sorbridgeworth, Tacona Basildon, Tacona South End. Yeah, yeah. And you start getting these sort of pocket communities. And then eventually you may get to the point where, okay, right, stop it, we're hiring out Silverstone for a day. Tacona well, North. That's, that's Tacona the idea. South. We're, yeah. we're, we want to create a lot of small communities and then those small communities have the opportunity then to meet. Mm. So, like you say, Tacona South, so we've got one in Hertfordshire, Essex, Suffolk, Bedfordshire so we've got say five covered mm. we can then go right we're going to take over an airfield somewhere like not very big but enough space to get 500 cars in if we need to and then all those communities can come together yep. and it creates a bigger community event and then everyone has their little pockets and then we go right we'll do another one but we'll do it in Nottingham and we'll mm. take all of the Midlands and, yeah exactly yeah and then That's we can do like a, a UK tour and we'll do one in every Region, yeah, right. like every quarter or something. You do yeah, one in do one, one, one big area, south, yeah. north, midland, whatever it is. But it creates a national community then mm. that are all interconnected to one another. And if I'm being business sense, a great way for the brand to grow. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But it, yeah. it's grown in the direction that it represents. It's not just a marketing opportunity. It's we're creating community. We stand for community, we're creating connection. Because and whatever we stand comes for out of that is a bonus. Yeah. And if people want to support that and represent that, then that's great for us. And it's great for our ability to continue doing it. It's not a we're doing this to sell t-shirts. We're, mm. we're doing it to create the community that we stand for. 
because that's how we believe we're going to make a difference. Yeah, and that and that's the the key thing. Though, yeah, the 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 reason Tacoma exists is to make a difference. It does not exist to buy me a supercar. <laughs> like, I mean, it's it would be nice. To, <laughs> like, you know, it's opened some interesting doors, which are always the fun part. It's paying a big bill is never fun. Yeah. Even if the big bill is for something interesting. Yeah, exactly. It's the yeah. doors and the, con- the the stories that are the interesting part. Nobody's getting to the end of their life and going, oh, I've paid a million pounds in things. They're going, oh, I did this, I did that, I went here, I met this person, I met that person. They're the fun parts, and it's these kind of events and things that start to open those conversations. That's exactly it, yeah. And create the memories. Because yeah. at the end of the day, it's the memories that count. That count the most, yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. Um, and on that note, probably a nice time to finish. Yeah, I'd say so. So thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Where can we find you? You can find me on, uh, at Liam D. Freeman on Twitter and Instagram. That's kind of practice now yeah. for the podcast. I knew you were going to say yeah. that. So um, and you can find TBR at, at the Backroads TBR on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and it's just forward slash the Backroads on YouTube. Lovely stuff. Well, thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. We'll see if this actually recorded it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>